Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. All right, we are live. All right, today we're live. Good morning, everybody. We're live with uh, James Spence of JSA. If you don't know JSA, uh, I'm sure you've seen the little stickers on all, on all the autographs that you purchase. Hopefully, you're buying uh, something that's authentic. Um, they've been the leader in the autograph authenticating world since 2005. That's uh, correct. And today, we are privileged to speak with James Spence III. So welcome. How you guys doing? Good. And Thanks you're coming me. from Florida today? Yes, I'm in uh, Boca Raton, Florida, and our office is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Nice. Is there still an office in New Jersey? There is. Yeah, we we've had the uh, office in Parsippany, New Jersey, since 2008, I believe. Nice. We we launched that, and that's not far from us. I've worked in Parsippany many times. It's uh, you know a little less than an hour, I think, for for me from here. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of companies there. Uh, I think T-Mobile has their headquarters there. Cadbury, those delicious Cadbury eggs that everybody loves. I think they they come out of Parsippany, New Jersey. <laughs> so, yeah. Could you take us back and uh, kind of explain how the company started and and all the backstory? Yeah. Jay- so yeah. So autograph authentication uh, was developed in 1999. Um, it was by actually one of our competitors, uh, PSA DNA. And uh, they they reached out to my father. My father was a, a dealer during this time, and he was a dealer since the late '80s. And he had built up a great reputation of knowing autographs. People used to come to his his table and say, "Jimmy, is this Babe Ruth real? Is this Roberto Clemente real?" And it got to the point where so many people were coming up to the table that he needed to start charging for his services. So he did that privately um, while being a dealer and uh, caught winds of uh, this company. And uh, they decided to launch something in addition to great, you know, their card grading and their uh, coin grading and stamp grading and all that kind of stuff. So autograph authentication was brand new in 1999. Um, my father helped you know, build that, that authentication service for our competitor and then decided he wanted to do it on his own. So in May, 2005, JSA was launched. And that was actually in Orwigsburg, Pennsylvania. That's where uh, JSA was was officially launched. Nice. So, um, yeah. was there any uh, bad feelings when he when he kind of branched out on his own from PSA? No, I mean, he, I think he wanted to be his own boss. He saw, you know, he saw his different vision. Uh, he wanted to go a different direction with autograph authentication. Um, and uh, wanted to stay in on the East Coast. They were they were pressuring him to move out to the West Coast at that time. So um, I think it was it was a very very good move for uh, for my father. And that, yeah, it was obviously a risky move to you know start your own company. I don't know, you know, starting any company is is a huge risk. It's a lot of work. And but if you put put the work in um, and you hustle, you know, you're going to be guaranteed good results. 
You there? Am I still with you? There we are. We're back. Okay. <laughs> Technical difficulties in these times. What are we going to no, do? All right. Um, yep. We were just talking about the, any bad feelings, and you you were saying no, not really. And um, uh, you know, the way I look at it is, if if somebody's working for me and wants to go out and start their own business, that's that's a good thing. Um, you know, you got to take that as a compliment. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, you know, you can't ever um, you know uh, discourage somebody from bettering themselves. But you know, on the other end, you know, the, he he wanted to start. He he started essentially what he created for our competition. So, um, you know, I'm sure they had some kind of resentment, but over time, I mean, that we're still very, very friendly with our competition. It's good to have good competition in any industry. Um, that's only going to help you improve. And, um, so yeah, we've been going strong. This is coming up on our 15 year anniversary come May 1st. Wow. Well, I remember when I was younger, um, you know, eight, nine years old, I used to be able to go to, we have a mall, uh, probably three miles from here. And I met Richie Ashburn and Mike Eastler and um, I can go to Gary Carter, Jose Canseco. And I yep. would walk in, there'd be nobody there. I would walk right to the table and it would be free. Uh, or then it started to be, become $5 and then, you know, $10. When did the autograph industry kind of blow up to what it is today? You know, um, in the late 80s, autograph authentication became, I'm sorry, autograph collecting became very, very popular. And we need to thank Mickey Mantle for, for that, that collecting craze. I think every uh, baby boomer wanted to meet Mickey Mantle. And with meeting him, you know, you have to, you know, have a piece of your memory. So, you know, an autograph was, was that, that cool thing that you can obtain or that, that five seconds that Mickey Mantle spent with a piece of paper or a photo or a baseball. And uh, people cherish that. And um, now it's a $500 baseball. So that was a pretty good investment for anybody that decided to go to a local mall or go to, you know, the pizzeria or, or you know, there was some random places that some of these uh, superstars were signing autographs. I mean, you know, in the late 70s, before Thurman Munson passed away, he used to sign autographs at a uh, local pizzeria in northern New Jersey. So can you imagine, I mean, you know, if you had the foresight to bring like a dozen baseballs to have Thurman Munson sign them, I mean, they're worth a fortune now. Um, a clean Thurman Munson baseball on the sweet spot uh, with no personalization can go for $10,000. So I remember my, my first inclination that it was a, turning into a business was I was at the 500 home run club uh, show. It was in Atlantic City where a few of the players ended up getting in trouble for, um, it's for some tax evasion. Um, I think I was 10 or 11 years old. And, and then at that time, still, it would be a bargain today. Uh, you know, you met Ted Williams. I think it was $75 for an autograph. You went up to the table and, you know, I don't know how much that poster is. It's, it's at my other house right now. Um, I'm sure it's worthwhile. Uh, but, you know, you go to shows now, I mean, you can spend quite a bit to, to get somebody's autograph. And then um, that's why I guess authentication comes into play now. So we're dealing with a little more money. Yes. So you're spending good money on your autograph. Sometimes you're spending $250 to get Chris Evans, Captain America's signature. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, a worthy investment to put that authentication behind your Chris Evans. Even though you saw it signed 10 seconds ago, you don't know how you're going to feel about that piece come 10 years from now. And you might, you know, stop liking Marvel movies and you're like, you know what? I want to sell this piece. And that could, that piece could appreciate value. So it, it's, it's a one-stop shop when you go to these conventions now or these comic cons We're we're set up at every, every one of them, every big one, every small one throughout the country and to Canada. And, um, you know, you can get your, your piece authenticated right then and there. So I see, you know, I buy a lot of autographs or, um, I like to get autographs. I'd prefer to get them myself. Um, but, you see a lot of dealers actually supply their own certificates of authenticity. Um, why is that an issue? Um, well, it's a conflict of interest. If you, if, if you really think about it, you know, you're selling an autograph and then you're deeming it authentic. Um, you know, where, you know, a lot of dealers might not have saw the autograph get signed in person yet. They're giving their opinion that, 
it's authentic. So, you know, it's always good to have that third party backing your autographs up. I, I think that that's very important. Um, it's the reason why uh, a JSA authenticator like myself can't sell autographs because I could authenticate my own collection and there's nobody that's going to doubt me because we, you know, we have the most premier authentication service out there. So um, that's why we chose, you know, when, when we launched uh, JSA in, in 2005, we made it a policy for all uh, full-time JSA authenticators uh, to uh, not, not be able to sell autographs. So, um, right. yeah. Um, so let's get into, we're going to get into the whole process because I'm, I'm very curious. I'd like to go down to, to, to New Jersey and actually see this for myself one day. Um, oh, yeah. What are some of the worst forgeries you've seen and what are some, some of the, the players that you see a lot forged nowadays? So the top three forged autographs that we see every single day, you're looking at Michael Jordan's number one. He's 95% of the time a Michael Jordan autograph is submitted through our authentication process. It fails. So there's a ton of forgery on this guy, especially with this new documentary uh, coming out. I think it's coming out on Sunday. It's coming out tomorrow. And this is going to be huge. It's going to uplift, um, you know, everybody's memories of the Chicago Bulls. So, yeah, there's a ton of forgery on Michael Jordan. Then you have uh, Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle, there's, the, the market's flooded with Mickey Mantle forgeries. There's also a lot of good Mickey Mantle autographs. Uh, I, I was talking to one of the uh, uh, promoters that had Mantle numerous times, and he says there's probably about a half a million Mickey Mantle autographs out there. Um, Muhammad Ali is heavily forged, even though there, there's a ton of autographs from Muhammad Ali. He's just signed his mail. Um, he used to, uh, you know, sign so much that, uh, you know, it was a part of his religious belief that he would be closer to God if he signed, you know, more autographs. Uh, Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio are also heavily forged. Tiger Woods. And, um, you know, you get into any of the mainstream guys like Mike Trout, Bryce Harper. Um, and, and the forgeries are exceptional, too. So, you know, I know a lot of dealers, a lot of collectors, and you know, they say, oh, yeah, I know autographs. I don't need autograph authentication. Well, there's just way too many autographs to know to, to make such a, a bold statement like that. Um, you know, this is what we do. Don't ask me to fix your car. But, you know, this is what I look at every single day. I, I, I go to work. I, I dissect uh, signatures. Well, I, I think the problem is, you know, I was just telling somebody yesterday that, you know, I have a lot of experience getting autographs and I've seen a lot of baseball hall of famers and you can kind of see if something looks a little off just by seeing them every day, but their signatures change over time. Um, I wouldn't know that, you know, maybe their, their hands shaking a little more now. Um, how do you guys go about, um, adjusting? Yeah. So it's a very, very good question, Ryan. So we keep a, uh, an exemplar database on every autograph that we're able to authenticate. So, you know, unfortunately we won't be able to authenticate your signature, but we could compile your signature. We can get a signature from, you know, your high school yearbook and then gradually see how your signature evolves because everyone's signature changes over time. Now you do keep some characteristics of your signature, maybe the, the size of your R in comparison to your A, it's always going to be a little bit larger. But, you know, that's a very, uh, that's a very important aspect of autograph authentication. When we look at a signature, say it's like a Jackie Robinson um, from 1946, his signature looked a lot different than how he was writing towards the end of his life in the early 70s. So it's, it's so important to compare that signature to that, that specific era. Um, and, uh, you know, when you're talking about Jackie Robinson, we have over 2000 examples of just Jackie Robinson's signature and it's all labeled chronologically in our exemplar file. What does somebody do like me who, uh, I'm not an expert and I, you know, I go to a, a baseball card show or I want to get something on eBay and, um, what can I do to minimize my, my risk? eBay, uh, did a fantastic job with, uh, linking themselves with PayPal so if you buy an autograph on eBay, uh, I would assume that you, you can't buy anything without going through PayPal. Is that correct? But in any event, I mean, you go through PayPal, most people pay through PayPal. Um, there's always that buyer protection there. So in, in some cases, and it's unfortunate, uh, some dealers will list an autograph, say it's a Mickey Mantle, and you know it has a JSA authentication on there, and then they'll mail a different Mickey Mantle ball. So it's a bait and switch type of deal. Uh -huh. Now. 
when you when you have that situation, it's up to the person that bought it to return it to give negative feedback, so we can um, you know get rid of these these uh, uh, these bad dealers and these bad uh, uh, sellers on eBay. So um, yeah, you always want to look at obviously the feedback. Um, pay, always pay with a credit card because you always have that that recourse with the credit card companies. Credit cards always uh, favor the consumer. Um, and you can look at, you know, his, uh, his other items for sale to see if, you know, he, he has other items that are authenticated and, um, you know, just that build that confidence with that specific seller. Have there been, um, instances of forged, um, JSA authentications? Yes. And, uh, they're pretty poor attempts, <laughs> Um, but you know, at the same time to the novice collector, some people, you know, this is their first time buying an autograph on eBay and they don't know any better. So, um, definitely do your research, make sure that the, uh, the letter of authentication, like if, if it comes with our letter of authenticity, it's printed on our watermark stationery. Um, it matches to our database. If you go onto our website and you type the alphanumeric code in, you'll see a picture of the baseball or whatever signed item that you have. And it matches to your letter of authentication. So uh, we go above and beyond for, with security measures. But you know, it's unfortunate that um, you know some uh, some of these guys out there they they make at least at least an attempt to to forge uh, certificates of authenticity. But um, yeah, it's, it's amateur hour to us. But you still have to be very careful out there. So. Um... Could you tell us about some of the things that maybe just you opened it up and you were like, holy mackerel, uh, like some amazing discoveries, good or bad, you know, authentic yeah. or forged? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we see it all, Ryan. Before it goes into auction, before, you know, anything is, is unveiled to the public, uh, it comes to us first. So we literally see every cool autograph out there before it hits the market. Um, you know, we, sometimes it'll randomly come through the mail. We'll, we'll see a, you know, a beautiful eight by 10 Frank Sinatra, you know, that's just so bold. And, um, you know, it, 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 it depends on what you enjoy. You know, if you enjoy music or if you enjoy sports, um, you know, we, we've seen a lot of cool artifacts, a lot of personal artifacts too. You know, it, that, that's the one thing that I'm always blown away by is like a handwritten letter from Ty Cobb that's complaining about, I don't know, his, his, his cleaning service or whatever. It has absolutely nothing to do with, um, you know, a fan request for an autograph, but, you know, it just has that, that piece of his, his day written like on a two page, uh, you know, piece of paper and all handwritten in his, his actual hand. So, you know, we see a lot of that cool stuff. Um, you know, speaking of Ty Cobb and, and a cool piece, we, we actually had one that was submitted not too long ago. And I believe we posted on our social media, and it said, um, uh, it was a postcard and said, sign Ty Cobb. And then underneath it says, uh, um, uh, uh, let up on this. So, uh, you know, a person back in the 50s was, was routinely asking for Ty Cobb's autograph. And Ty Cobb actually kept track of who was sending him autograph requests or his secretary. And he found out and he, he still reluctantly signed it. But he also wrote that that little personal note to stop requesting for his autograph. Speaking of Ty Cobb, so um, I don't know if you can see that, but it, it's Ty Cobb. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I can't yeah. see with the glare, but yeah. Um, anyway, so I have questions about this. I'm pro I'm going to send it out to you guys. Uh, okay. You know, a lot of people Ty Cobb signed in green ink for some reason. Um, so people think that, you know, you sign Ty Cobb and green ink and there you got an authentic Ty Cobb autograph. Um, picked up on that. But okay. So I have my autograph. Can you take me through my process? How do I get it to you? And then what happens from there? Yeah. So, um, you have a Ty Cobb autograph. You have a, you have a choice right now. Unfortunately, we're not doing any public events. A lot of those have been canceled throughout the entire country and the world. Um, but our, both of our offices are still open. So we have an office in New Jersey and we have an office down here in Fort Lauderdale and, uh, you can pack that, uh, that, uh, index card up and, uh, just make sure it's securely packed. You can send it to USPS, FedEx, UPS, and just include a submission form. And once the autograph gets to either JSA location, we'll, we put it through our authentication process 
And, um, you know, we have a, a, a panel of authenticators. It's not just myself and my father making these decisions. These are all trained JSA authenticators that have been with us uh, for a very long time. And they all have their own specialty. You know, my, my uh, niche is, is vintage baseball, just like my father. That's what I learned my whole life. But we also have guys that know modern baseball. We have guys that know just boxing. Um, so there's just so many personalities out there to know everybody's autograph. It's impossible. Um, you need to become intimate with certain signatures. Um, there's a lot of forge, a lot of good forgeries, especially on Ty Cobb. And uh, he also has, you know, vintage secretarial versions out there too, that, you know, even though the age of the ink looks absolutely perfect, it was signed by, uh, you know, a person that was, was, you know, signing autographs for him because he just was away at that weekend or, you know, just didn't have time to uh, appease his fans through the mail. I always, you know, a red flag always goes up when, you know, you buy, who knows, Mickey Mantle and it costs you $20. Because um, typically, you know, you, you get what you pay for. Um, is that what you've seen in the in the business? Yeah. So it, most of the time when it sounds too good to be true, it usually is with autographs, um, especially on eBay. You know, if you see a, a Mickey Mantle for $20 and nobody has bought that and it's sitting there, um, you, I would stay away from that piece. Now, there's always that, that, you know, that time where you see, you know, Mickey Mantle spelled wrong. And you're able to pick it up on eBay very quickly because the person just doesn't know what they have or the value and they put the, the bid at such a low price. So, you know, I've heard success stories with that. Um, but, you know, anytime you see something so low, price so low or buy it now or, you know, uh, if it's, you know, on, on, on eBay for less than a day, just be absolutely careful with that. Um, we are launching a new service called JSA First Look. That's going to come out. Uh, we're looking to launch that uh, the June 1st. So it's going to help out a lot of collectors before they're able to buy anything, whether it be on eBay, Amazon, or if they're you know at a uh, an antique shop and they see something, they're able to upload an image or provide a link through our website and get a precursory review on the item. Now we haven't right. discussed uh, what the fee is going to be, but it's going to be a nominal fee, and it's going to it's going to be a hell of an investment, especially if you're there on the spot and you're like, I don't know if it's going to pass JSA. So it'll be a nice service that we're going to be able to offer soon. Beautiful. That's that's beautiful. Do you have a lot of people who, um, you know, just hit you up and say, James, look, I'm at this I'm at this card show right now. Right. I'm at a, you know, I'm looking at a Ted Williams autograph. Uh, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, no, I we, we have we have a ton of uh, dealers and collectors, and most of the time I need to see it in person. But um, you know, it's um, my email box gets flooded with that kind of stuff, and um, I, I guess it's all part of the game. But um, a lot of uh, a lot of impulse buys out there every day. And now you're in the the service business, just like I am. So I know that you know not every customer is you know the nicest person in the world. Um, so what do you do when you when you do deem something not authentic and they just don't believe you or they're angry because they had it in their head that this was an authentic autograph and they were going to sell it for, you know, uh, $10,000 and now they have basically a piece of paper? You know, it's that's a very good question. A lot of people ask me, like, how do you how do you handle those situations? It's good bedside manner. I mean, I don't I, I, I don't uh you know, and a Babe Ruth baseball fails and it costs $200 to have that authenticated and it's password fail too. So if that Babe Ruth baseball fails, you're still paying the $200 for our time. Um, I, you know, I do my best to explain, you know, why it failed. And uh, again, you know, this is uh, a, an expert opinion. Um, so people say, you know, oh, my grandfather told me that he got this in person and he got it in 19, you know, 43. And, you know, he was in the service and he met Babe Ruth and he has pictures with him. And it's like, sir, sir, slow down. This baseball wasn't manufactured until 1946. So your grandfather didn't get it in 1943. And it's also a stamp signature. So uh, a pen never touched the baseball. So a lot of people's, you know, the stories that, that your family tells you, they, 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 it might have gotten clouded or, you know, they might be thinking of another piece or they might just be telling, you know, a kid a story to make them happy. 
So, you know, when we look at stuff, we know when the baseball was manufactured, when the ink was available uh, during that time frame. So, you know, when we hear, you know, the, 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 uh, the collector or the submitter say, you know, all this information that they've been believing for the past 50 or 60 years and we crush them with it, it's very hard to take, but more information, the better. Um, I've learned that, you know, if you're able to explain yourself, um, you know, with facts, it's hard to dispute that, hey, this baseball was not even manufactured in 1943. So your grandfather must have gotten a different ball and gave you this ball because he was just trying to make a kid happy. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, Ryan, it's all about good bedside manner. Um, you, you can't just uh, finger roll you know, uh, a rejection at somebody you need to, uh, they deserve, you know, your time and, and, you know, be able to explain, you know, why this Babe Ruth failed or why this Michael Jordan failed. Do you ever, I know you deal with auction companies, auction houses. Does, have they ever tried to put pressure on you to, um, you know, pass this through, uh, you don't have to give me any names, but, um, you know, just trying to get something through because they need to sell this. In the early days, I remember my father saying there was an enormous amount of pressure from a lot of the big auction houses. Now that we've established our reputation to be the gold standard in autograph authentication, we get very few times where, you know, a person is trying to lobby for, for an autograph. Um, Now, Hey, if, if we, if, if something like, you know, we want to stay away from something, because sometimes, you know, we're not able to make a decision on an autograph. Sometimes it's just so, um, you know, unusual or, or signed in an odd spot. And we just don't feel comfortable putting our name behind that autograph. Now we can always look at it again, um, you know, a year from now and, and, and our exemplar file is always evolving. So, you know, that's, that's always an option for a lot of these auction houses, but yeah, I mean, in the beginning uh, when autograph authentication was very new, we had a lot of that and we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of angry people saying, you know, how could you fail this Mark McGuire? So that's when, you know, the McGuire Sosa thing was crazy. And McGuire's autograph was so heavily forged during that time. He wasn't signing autographs. I think Sammy Sosa was signing autographs at the time, but McGuire just refused it at the ballpark. And uh, in result, forgers needed to supply the market because McGuire baseballs were selling for over a thousand dollars. Now I think it's like a $50 baseball with JSA certification. So yeah, so we had a, we had a lot of uh, uh, feedback, you know, during that time, but now it's, it's very accepted when we say something failed, it's um, you know, very, very few times do we have somebody, uh, you know, lose their crap and, try and tell us that we don't know what we're doing. And, but most of the time we just overload them with, with information that they just don't know what to say. And, and even if they, they had something prepared, uh, we know more than, than them about the autograph and the piece. So it's kind of a hard argument for them. I, I was on your YouTube channel and I was watching a video. I, be, it was, I believe it was your dad. Um, you had a, um, a Babe Ruth baseball and it was in a, um, I'm just using layman's terms. It was in a light box um, and he could see other attempts at the forgeries. Could you tell me about that story and then some of the different tools that you use that you're able to, to let us know that you can use? Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a popular video. Uh, And it's a very common occurrence at, at, at our, at both offices, the machine that he was examining that baseball is called the video spectral comparator. Um, it's actually, uh, it's also used yeah, to right back detect, you there, you there. We, we good. We, yeah. we still here. There you are. Good. So we're okay. just talking about the different, the different types of tools and, and, uh, things that you have at your disposal that, that you can tell us that you use things that aren't trade secrets and um about that bay about that baseball am i, am I still alive you, you're breaking up on me but i can i can see myself clearly good we're good okay yeah. so so that that box that he put that baseball under is called a video spectral comparator and what that is is that uncovers um, different uh, pen pressure from from either a ballpoint pen or a fiber tip marker or steel tip fountain pen, 
and we're, it, it emits a uh, all sorts of different black lighting, UV lighting, and we're able to see stuff that you can't see with the naked eye. So uh, that's essentially what he did. He threw, you know, this roof baseball underneath, and he saw the forger's attempts. Instead of the forger getting a new baseball, you know, forgers are cheap people, so that's why they forge things on on photos and three by five index cards because they can mess up, and then they could just grab a new photo. So um, this forger decided to just recycle the same baseball when he uh, when he made all these poor attempts at, at the signature that he was trying to uh, to uh, to forge. So that was that was pretty funny. But I see that time and time again. Um, I'll see you know uh, uh, you know just a, 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 like a, an obscuration or any type of odd removal on a baseball, and then what they'll do is they'll paint over the baseball. They'll find the exact paint that matches the baseball and paint over it. Well, under the video spectral comparator, you could see through that paint. You could see the indentation again in the steel tip fountain pen. So um, it really makes our conclusion a, uh, a lot more concrete when we're able to, to, to see stuff like that. But we use, you know, loops and high magnification loops to see if the, um, if the ink is live. Live meaning that an actual pen signed it. Uh, what you'll see a lot now is um, uh, inkjet facsimile uh, signatures where somebody will take a JSA authenticated Roberto Clemente and then use use uh, computer technology to print the signature on on a baseball. It's it's amazing how this how this whole process works. But if you put that under a high magnification loop, you could see dot matrix all around the autograph, and there's absolutely no indentation or no aging or anything like that when you when you examine it under a high magnification loop. So you guys are always, you have to keep ahead because we uh, do yeah, in, any business, yeah. in any business, people are. You're breaking up on me, Ryan. You there? There you are. We're back. Uh, so okay. yeah, people are going to try to find any, any little loophole to try to make an extra dollar. So, I mean, you guys have to be on top of your game and ahead of, ahead of everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. It always amazes me the effort that goes into, you know, what these forgers do. I mean, if they just spent 30 minutes of this precious time doing something good for society. Um, yeah. I always shake my head at like how, how much effort the forger put into just trying to rep replicate a, a Jackie Robinson signed baseball. And it's like, wow, you just wasted hours to just fool somebody. And what, what are you doing? But you know, if there weren't forgers, I wouldn't be doing this. I'd be doing something else. <laughs> so I guess I have to thank them. I, I don't know. <laughs> I was on your, uh, on the website and you have um, a list at the very bottom. It says JSA authorized dealers. Can you yes. tell me what goes into uh, becoming one? Yeah. So the JSA authorized dealers um, goes back to, you know, Hey, where, where can I buy, you know, uh, solid memorabilia so I don't get fooled on eBay. Well, any of those, those dealers, those shop owners, all throughout the country, into Canada, um, you can check out, you know, wherever you're located, whatever state you're in, and you'll see uh, a dealer there that has routinely used our services that is uh, a very high reputation in the autograph community, and you could buy with confidence. You there? We're, we, yeah, we're in and out. Okay. I have to bear with it. I was actually watching Howard Stern yesterday, and he was, or two days ago, and he was interviewing Paul McCartney, and they were having the same same issues. So I don't feel bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're in good company. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the both of uh, Paul McCartney is a very very sought after autograph. I mean, talk about one guy that could charge a thousand dollars for his autograph and sell out a hundred tickets immediately. Paul McCartney would be that person. Wow. There's very few people that are still alive that could charge a thousand dollars and get like a thousand autographs sold immediately. And, and Paul McCartney's one of them. I think the last one I remember for me was Joe DiMaggio. Um, I think I paid five or six hundred dollars to to have him sign a baseball. Um, probably fifteen, twenty, twenty years ago, twenty, twenty-one years ago, somewhere around there, maybe longer. Yeah, that than sounds that. right. It sounds right. And in, in, towards the end of his life, he died in 1999. Um, 
you know, he was charging a crazy amount of money for his autograph because autograph collecting became very popular in that the, the mid nineties when Mantle passed away in 95, people realized, Oh, I got to get Joe DiMaggio. I got to get Ted Williams. I have to get Willie Mays. I've got to get Hank Aaron. Um, so these guys realized, wow, I could charge double of what, you know, I was charging in the eighties and, um, you know, it came to, you know, Joe DiMaggio wouldn't sign baseball bats. Uh, he, he became very, uh, strict on the items that he was, he, he would sign. Even if you offered him a crazy amount of money, he wouldn't sign anything to do with Marilyn Monroe. That was his, uh, that was his big thing that he wouldn't sign. So a lot of dealers would try to trick Joe DiMaggio and frame um, Marilyn Monroe's face and, or put like a map board over, over her entire body. And then he would sign it, not knowing that it was an actual piece, an, a picture or, or anything related with Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. Hmm. Who else, who else have you seen? That's, that's been just, um, you know, very, really popular to get, I, you know, for me, I remember Ted Williams. You just said Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, mm -hmm. um, and then there's some who there's just a boatload of autographs. I'd assume Pete Rose. There's a lot yeah. of Pete Rose autographs. Do you see? Do you see forgeries with people who are just signing, you know, all day long, like a Pete Rose? Yes, believe it or not, we do see forgeries of Bob Feller, Pete Rose, Al Kaline. Guys have been signing autographs for the past seventy something years. I mean, now Kalen just passed away, but Rose, Rose probably has more autographs out there than any other athlete or celebrity. He signs every single day in Las Vegas. Wow. <laughs> but we do see forgies of them uh, where, wherever there's value. I mean, if the, the autograph's worth $20 or more, you're going to see a forgery out there somewhere. And um, usually it's, it's rarer to see a forgery on a, on a Bob Feller than a, than a real one. I think people used to say that it's rarer to see an unsigned Bob Feller than a signed one. A, a rarer to see an unsigned than a signed one. I thought that was funny. Do you you don't have to mention any names? I, I don't expect you to do that. But when you see certain dealers or companies or or auctions, do you automatically does the red flag go up and and you know that hey I've seen a lot of forgeries coming out of this company? Yeah, I mean you know there's there's a few. Um, red flagged uh dealers and and uh you know different uh venues that that sell autographs but you know it doesn't mean that they they don't have any real autographs i mean we our job is to look at, at everything objectively regardless of where it comes from um and uh that's that's what we do and that's why we have the reputation that we have because you know, there's always people out there that like to test you um you know, when you're on top of your game, there's there's always going to be that person to, you know, send in an autograph with, you know, accompanied by a, a letter of authentication from, you know, a terrible company out there that has, you know, just nothing but negative feedback. And um, it could be a, it could be a perfect autograph. And we've seen that. So um, just because it, it comes from a certain place doesn't necessarily mean that it's fake. You're there. Yep. yep. Did it? Did it? Did it? Everything go through? Yeah. Was, my son's sitting right next to me, Preston. Uh, he says it looks good until we both go black. So okay. You know, we'll have to deal with it. Um, yeah. So I, I got you. So if you already have in your mind when you get a baseball in from you know X Y Z company, um, you you don't want to have that in your back of your head that uh, I've already seen twenty five of these balls that are fake. I'm not going to spend much time on it. We know that it's fake because it it could it could be real. It could it could very well be real. Yeah, there it, you could be looking at a tub of fake stuff, and there could be one real autograph at the very bottom. So, you know, we're when we're trained as authenticators, we have to look at each and every single signature that is submitted. We can't just, uh, you know, look at the first autograph and say, you know, guilty by association, it's all bad. Wrong thing to do, um, and and you're gonna you're going to get some negative feedback if you ever do something, uh, you know, just, you have to put the effort in just like anything, anything you do, you got to take pride in what you do. And, uh, with us, you have to look at every single autograph objectively. What's the most ridiculous forgery you've seen? Like, you know, if I just signed this piece of paper, Mickey Mantle, um, and I took no time to, to try to forge that. What's, what's the craziest thing you've seen? Oh God, I've seen, you know, where forgers just sign like a Rawlings, uh, 
Bud Selig baseball with Babe Ruth's autograph on it. And then somebody, you know, the most amazing part is not, not the forgery, because somebody just might be goofing around, but the person that consciously will send that in to our office and ask for authentication on it. And it's like, I mean, you get a simple Google search can tell you that Bud Selig wasn't even born, you know, when Ruth died. <laughs> so um, I could be, no, you know, he's probably born before 1948, but in any event, he wasn't a commissioner of baseball. Um, and, and the ball was manufactured in, in 2000. So uh, we'll see stuff like that, uh, you know, define ridiculous, you know, I mean, even like real autographs, um, you know, we'll see some pretty interesting things that, that are submitted through our, uh, our service. Um, you know, just, um, you know, people collect all different things, not just sports. It's not just music. People collect serial killers. Uh, we've seen that, you know, we've seen, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's, uh, like a, a correspondence letter that somebody wrote to him in jail. I, I mean, people I are fast on the wall behind me. You, you have one. I have, a, I have, uh, David Berkowitz. I have a bunch of them. I have David. Bar oh, okay. Well, yeah. So, so you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we all collect what, what fascinates us and you know, it's not that we're obsessed with, you know, what they're doing. Um, we just, it's a very intriguing, um, culture to, you know, to collect the, you know, the mob bosses or to collect the, uh, you know, the infamous people, because there's just such a scarcity of, of uh, autographs out there. I mean, they don't do signings. <laughs> they have to do signings the shackles. Um, but uh, we, we see, we see it all, you know, and, and it's just, it's, it's, it makes, you know, going to work very interesting every single day. I love what I do because it's not, you know, the mundane, I don't see Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams on every single submission. And I see, Stephen Curry and um, Led Zeppelin and, um, you know, cool, cool things like that that are uh, pretty fascinating. We were talking before we, we went live here and I was telling you about the, the baseball card industry has just with everything going on with unemployment and the pandemic and, and every nobody's working. Um, it's been strong and, and probably stronger than it was before it happened. Prices are way up. Um, how has the autograph uh, business been? The same. It, everything has gone, uh, people are selling more online. I think that has a lot to do with people just, you know, confined to their, their apartments or their, their homes. And they try to have that comforting feeling by looking on eBay and saying, oh, you know what, I got to, I, I have to add to my collection. It's going to make me feel better. I mean, it's human nature to collect things, whether you collect magnets or stamps or baseball cards or autographs. Uh, it feels good when you get that piece. You, you're, you're able to win that piece that you've been looking for forever. And now it's in your possession. You can cherish it. You can show it to your friends and hang it up on the wall. And it just makes you feel good. So um, I think in times like this, uh, that is comforting to people, just like eating, uh, you know, a chicken pot pie or some pierogies. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it, we, we've seen a spike in, in uh, mail-in submissions, that's for sure. And almost every dealer that I'm talking to that has a very large online presence is doing very well right now. And I was just going to ask you, what, have, um, what do, uh, how have you guys been affected since it, since it all happened? You still do mail-in, so that's not affected really, um, other than maybe postal times, delivery times. Um, how about everything else? I know you do a lot of things in person. Oh yeah. It's affected, uh, all the, you know, all the businesses that, that travel tremendously. I mean, there was, there was a time, you know, for the past year, we had four or five teams throughout the entire country simultaneously every single weekend. I mean, there, you know, you tell me, Oh, where are you guys today? Well, we've got guys in Seattle, Nashville, Dallas, Chicago, um, New Hampshire and South Florida. And that was like every single weekend. So yeah, you know, it, it has slowed down in that respect, but there's still, uh, you know, there's still the, the abundance of mail-in submissions. Um, and, uh, you know, once they, once they lift this lockdown, um, I don't think the Comic-Cons or the conventions, the big ones at least, I don't, I, if you ask me, I, I don't think they're going to happen until 2021. So um, a lot of maybe the smaller shows, maybe the, the 50 dealer shows, the, the local show in Eastern Pennsylvania, you know, that'll probably do real well considering, you know, the, the national convention in Atlantic City this, this year, um, I, I would be very shocked if that actually happens. So it's kind of depressing to say that. And I'm an optimistic guy, but yeah, those big social gatherings are 
likely not to happen until next year. Did you did you have to um, adjust your work staff? I mean, other, all those people that were going out to, in person to shows. Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, but you know, we we're still able to you know function as a company and again you know do what we do. So we we haven't skipped a beat, but at the same time, the intensity level has um, has dropped significantly from the middle of March, and it happened very quickly. And this happened for all businesses. I mean. It's, it was like overnight that this happened to to us. How does one become uh, trained as an authenticator? So yes, we we get that question a lot. We get a lot of inquiries about how how can I become a JSA authenticator? Well, uh, most of our JSA authenticators are actually customers of ours. Um, we just observe their knowledge of you know and you know what uh, you know how they um, what they collected. Uh, the pass rate of their submissions, um, which, you know, is always very impressive to see, you know, when a, when a dealer has like, you know, out, out of a hundred balls, he might have one that we kick back. Um, that's always very impressive. But uh, we, we look to, you know, a lot of the uh, uh, customers that just have been exposed to autographs their whole lives. Um, the chasers out there that know, you know, Anthony Davis doesn't sign floorboards or he doesn't, he only signs, you know, with a blue fiber tip pen. I mean, that, that kind of knowledge is so important to what we do because that way we were able to look at certain autographs or certain items that the person signed and say, you know what, I, I haven't heard of this guy signing a basketball in a long time. All he signs is jerseys and photos. He always stays around he always stays away from basketball. So, you know, that, that chasing uh, information is is so important to our, our equation and uh, what we do on a daily basis. So yeah, to answer your questions, I mean, they, you know, we look to a lot of the chasers um, to, you know, to hire us as authenticators and train and uh, just, you know, longtime dealers that, you know, have, have a very good eye for autographs. Could you tell me what like the, the standard costs are if I wanted to send, um, I know Ty Cobb's going to be a lot more expensive than um, Pete Rose, I would assume. Um, what are the standard variable costs? Yeah, so it starts at twenty dollars. Uh, if you want to get like a Pete Rose authenticated, it all is based on value. So, you know, the lesser the value, the, the cheaper the authentication service. And if you have a Babe Ruth, it would be two hundred dollars. All of our authentication fees are on our website. Just go to spenceloa.com, click on fees, you type in the theme or the signer. If you have a team signed baseball or a multi signed baseball, you're welcome to send us pictures through uh, uh, social media, and we'll be able to give you an accurate quote. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we base it all on the value because it wouldn't be worth spending $200 to authenticate a, a Bob Feller baseball. <laughs> I think it might be worth $20. <laughs> How about you? Do you, what, what do you collect? I see, uh, there's a boxing picture behind you, I believe. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually a Joe Lewis, um, Max Schmeling piece. And, uh, funny enough about that particular piece is the, uh, the Max Schmeling is likely secretarial. So I own and I'm I have it hung up in my my office here in uh, in South Florida a uh, a piece that's secretarily signed that's uh, um, but you know it's it's all part of the game the learning game I mean I have autographs that I purchased 10 15 years ago that are either secretarial or forgeries that I discovered over time so um, don't feel bad you know that you know your your collection isn't pristine uh, we all have autographs that that are bad. I mean, it's, 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 uh, just the nature of the beast, but I, I collect a lot of university of Pittsburgh stuff. You know, I went to school out there. So big, uh, Curtis Martin fan, Larry Fitzgerald, um, Dan Marino, obviously. And, uh, you know, I collect uh, New York jets, huge jets fan, <laughs> painful, but, uh, I love it. And, um, I'm a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. So I have a ton of his autographs, um, some early vintage stuff from the seventies when he was in his bodybuilding phase, and then, you know, try to collect him on everything. And, um, you know, it's uh, a big Yankees fan. So I love collecting uh, oh, no. old school Yankees <laughs> autographs. Yeah. I'm a Mets fan. Um, okay. So I have my struggle and a Cowboys fan. So I still, I'm struggling in both ways. Yeah. Um, what, how about you? What do you do? Like outside of the, the business and autograph world, what, what do you, what do you like to do? Um, well, I'm a, I love, uh, I love, I love going to, I love doing yoga. You know, that's, that's something that I picked up about a couple of years ago. 
Um, I recommend it for anybody that has a, a high intensity job that just needs to get away from their email or put their phone down. And uh, that's been become a, a routine for me. I love going surfing and I live nine miles away from the beach and uh, just being with family. I love traveling. Um, used to love traveling to all these exotic places, but now that I have two daughters, we're, we're going to Disney world a lot. <laughs> cool. So James Spence of JSA, could you, could you just tell me about your, your company one more time on the way out? And we have the link right up on the screen so people can, um, contact you guys. You can still send in your autographs. I got to send in, I have a bunch I have to send in what real quick before we get into that. What is the turnaround now? So turnaround time at my Fort Lauderdale office is about five business days, depending on what you send. If you send a thousand autographs, you're not going to get it back in five days. But if you have, you know, a Michael Jordan that you're like, you know what, I need to know if this thing is real. Um, usually five business days. Uh, you could just print out a submission form from our website. If you're having any difficulty with anything, uh, our customer service through social media and email is great. I'll be able to answer any questions for you guys, but uh, yeah, I encourage you all to to uh, you know find out if your autographs are real, uh, especially you know right now you guys have the time and uh, it's just good peace of mind, especially if you have uh, you know uh, a family that you're going to be passing a, a very expensive autograph down to without proper documentation, they're going to have to do the same thing if they ever want to sell it. Nice. So it, you can see the website links on there. Uh, it's JSA. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on today. It's, I could probably have a million other questions for you. Um, Let's do it again, Ryan. Yeah, no, definitely. I want to come down one time in, into Jersey and, and take a look at the, the operation. I think that would be, that would be cool. If I'm allowed to see. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's not open to the public, but I'm, I could squeeze you in. I'll give you a VIP pass. Thank you. All <laughs> right. Well, look for my Ty Cobb autograph coming to you guys shortly. <laughs> I certainly will, Ryan. I appreciate it. Keep in touch with me. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Thank All you. Right, guys. Thank you, guys. All right. We're still live. That was James Spence. I appreciate it. Um, if you're in the autograph world, I mean, you, you got to get your things authenticated. I'm not smart enough to know if if an autograph is real or not. I know you can't see this with the, the glare. Um, Maybe I can turn it off. So you can't. There's still a glare on it, but it's a Ty Cobb signed index card that I got in an auction. Um, no certificate of authenticity. Let's see if I take it out. If you can see it, I mean, there's just no way for me to tell if this is real because even the things I'm looking at, you can't see it. Even at the things I'm looking at online, how do I know if they're real to compare it to? So I'm not smart enough to know that. Uh, James and and their business is. Uh, I just I highly recommend using an authentication service and and I hear nothing but really good things about them. Um, same for your baseball cards. You know, you, you see baseball cards that are signed postcards, uh, pictures, bats, you know, multi-sign things. You could have a multi-sign baseball that, you know, nine of the signatures are real and one is fake. Um, they're the things you have to look out for and we're not smart enough to know that. So definitely kind to contact the guys um, get your things in. I'm going to ship mine off this week and, uh, that's it. So hopefully everybody has a great day. Um, if you want to, uh, talk to anybody else, let me know who you'd like to have me have on. Uh, we're always looking for some cool guests, people who can uh, give a story and, uh, teach us all something. So have a good day and I'll see you guys, uh, on uh, Facebook and eBay and all the other social media platforms we're on. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're looking for social media content for your contracting business, painting contractors, carpenters, electricians, any type of contractor, please check us out on Instagram at Amato Media or check us out on LinkedIn. We can definitely help you all out. So have a great day.